Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. All right. Once again, thank you very much for joining Industrial Talk, and thank you very much for your continued support of a platform that is dedicated to industrial professionals all around the world. You are bold. You are brave. You dare greatly. You innovate. You collaborate. You solve problems. You're making the world a better place. And we are broadcasting, if you can tell by the buzz in the background, we are broadcasting on-site SMRP 31. 31 years, SMRP, this has been putting on this conference, and it doesn't disappoint. Put this on your calendar for next year. Go out to smrp.org. That's smrp.org. Find out more. They have great training, great opportunities to collaborate with incredible people like the one that is sitting in front of me. He's a legend. You might have heard him once before, twice before, three times before. He goes way back. George Williams, Reliability X, is in the house. Let's get cracking. Hey, buddy. How you doing, Scott? Man, it is awesome to be here. It is, man. It's always fun. I, I so enjoy when you and I get the opportunity <laughs> to sit down. I really do. Thoroughly. It's a great time. I got to tell you, I, I um, for me personally, it, it just seems like ever since COVID, it, it started, it was small, and then went, that was St. Louis, and then we went to Raleigh, and now we're here in Orlando, and... Uh, What's great is it seems like it's growing back. It's getting back to where it was. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. The crowd is much larger. As a matter of fact, the largest they've ever had, I think, this year. So is it really? It is. Yeah, yeah. They now really this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, kudos to SMRP. And if you're in the reliability pl- space, do you need to be a part of SMRP? A thousand percent. There- there it is. Coming from a legend, George Williams, Reliability X. Just plug in your company again. <laughs> Do that as often as you like. That's right. Reliability X. Here's, there goes your fan. One. One fan. One. <laughs> All right. For the, for the people that have just never heard your voice before, give us a little background on who you are. Yeah, sure. My name is George Williams. I'm the founder and CEO of a company called Reliability X. That's Reliability X. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're an empowerment company. I mean, that's what we do. We, we, we are a focused organization dedicated to allowing empowerment to happen, right? So inside a company, there's usually this, uh, this declaration of empowerment by leadership. My people are empowered. But empowerment requires the people on the other end of that to be able to have the confidence to act on empowerment. In order to do that, they have to have the training and the experiences to build that confidence, and that's what we deliver. It, you know, as as I continue to have these conversations with leaders like you, um, I've come to realize that really the problem, the challenges, in the world of reliability is never the technology; it's always the people. It's never. The it's equipment. always the leadership. It's always. And and I'm not trying to slam it by any stretch of the imagination, but when you make declarations like, "Hey, yeah, you're empowered," what does that mean? And there needs to be guidance. There needs to be training. There needs to be a a sense of uh, direction. And and that's what Reliability X does? Absolutely. So we we term it a couple of different ways, but for us, it's really operationalizing reliability. Reliability is not about the asset. And unfortunately, we've gone through years and decades of focusing on the asset. And it really isn't the asset. When we go into plants, it's it's very small portion of the issues deal with the actual assets. 
uh, a vast majority of them deal with the, the empowerment of people to be exponentially successful for the organization. Uh, we still we still have reliability engineers here that are focused on what can their one in, in individualized contribution do to improve the plant, and so they focus on the asset. They change its PMs. They add sensors. They do a thousand things that are not empowering the broader organization. And so, when you operationalize reliability, what you're doing is empowering the entire organization to focus on how they impact plant performance. How do you, there's a couple of questions. One, it's going to be, one, it's always sustainable. Can it, you know, sustain the long haul? Because you know as well as I do, leaders come and go. Yes. And uh, passion wanes here and there and different drivers, whatever it might be. Is this also part of that sustainable component associated with organizations in reliability? Right. So there's three components to creating sustainability, right? There's there's the people piece, there's the systems piece, and the processes piece. And if I have if I have great people and good process, but I lack systems, then all I have are frustrated people because the systems don't support what they do. If I have good people and great systems, but no process, I'm talent reliant. That means if people develop their own process and they're good at it, great. But I can't promote them because they're irreplaceable. So yeah. they're, they're unpromotable. And so I'm talent reliant. And of course, if I have process and systems and I ignore people, I have total value. Yeah, you're right? So it takes all three of those to be successful and to create sustainability. Just for clarification, what is a system? I get the process. I get the people. Define systems in this conversation. Yeah, systems is more than one facet, right? So you've got systems like the ERP and the CMMS system, the electronic pieces of system. But systems are also how the individual organizational silos interact, right? The systems within a plant, how does finance and procurement uh, work? How, they're all systems within a plant's operation. Take us through a, uh, a scenario. I'm a company. I've been on the internet. Now I want to be reliable. I want to have my organization be reliable. And they call uh, George and Team Reliability X to come in and do what? How do you approach that? Yeah, the first thing we do is try to understand our organizational goals and try to understand what the organization is attempting to achieve with the, at the plant level. Um, oftentimes there are, you know, if you go to www.insertyourcompanynamehere.com slash about us, yeah. figure out what the goals are. Um, but there could be other business drivers, so you want to have a come deep on, that's conversation. Fluff stuff. Right, you have yeah. to have a deeper conversation yeah. at the plant level around what the organizational goals are. For example, a, a lot of folks are focused on things like planning and scheduling, and, 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 and but they're not focused necessarily on effectiveness. They're trying to become efficient. They're trying to reduce headcount at the operational level. They're trying to do a lot of things like cut costs. Yeah. And we try to give a great explanation as to, like, how many businesses do you know that went into business to be the best at cutting costs? None. Right. You went into business to be profitable. You, you, you went in and be efficient. Don't get me wrong. You want to be efficient. Right. But, but not for the sake of cutting heads. Right. So, so procurement gets this goal. We've got, to, we've got to cut costs. We've got to save money. So how does that get achieved if you're procurement? You have to negotiate cheaper pricing, which could lead to lower quality. Yeah. So we'll take a simple example. I've got a case erector, right? I make boxes. I'm a machine that makes boxes. If procurement is buying sub-quality corrugate that's going in the machine and it causes jams, 
Is the machine failing? No. Do I have a reliability problem? Yeah. Great, but it ain't the equipment. No. It's not the equipment. It's a people issue. Yeah. It's an un, it's a fundamental misunderstanding of how people contribute to plant reliability. And we solve those issues. But then but then again, you're you're saying to yourself, okay, I gotta come on in. This company is interested in knowing what we can do to be more reliable. And you must have a conversation with uh, the leadership team before you even begin to venture into the field yes. because you're going to have to get their buy-in you're going to say this is exactly what's going on this is how we evaluated your business yes. based off of this information that information and, and and everything else in between do you ever go into uh doing an analysis of of the the working individuals that are out in the field and saying yes. here let's do a little uh let's have a conversation and then report back to the the leadership team and saying hey here you go if we're not listening to the shop floor we're not doing our job <laughs> so so that's our main focus right so yeah. so we do two things during that evaluation process one is to assess the plant's capability what actual capacity is as designed not as their targets are right yeah. the, the, the targets change because they can't operate at what design was so i've got to look green so we'll lower the targets right we evaluate them based on design rates and then we go out to the plant floor we do time studies talk to operators talk to maintainers and determine where we think the plant could get to and then so you go down this road you're, you're saying okay okay we're doing a, we're, we're going through this process and um you you've got to have an initial report yes and you you present that once that is done and everybody shakes their head yes oh it's they like, don't shake their head uh, yes. I, I, they go there's no way ah. we can achieve that then what do you do then i put my money where my mouth is uh, and what and does we, that mean it's like and we exceed expectations no kidding well look look at it then like you, this. You, then you must the, have metrics of, of saying okay we've yes. here we're going to make sure that this gets lower this gets raised up whatever right so our our focus is improving oee if it's a manufacturing plant that we're helping right, right? so we go in and you're it, let, you're the plant manager and we come in and we evaluate your plant and tell you we can essentially double its output that's bold baby Right. So, so you initial response is no way. <laughs> I'm already saying no way. Right. For, for two <laughs> reasons. One, that potentially your ego gets in the way. Two, I, it would, you would have to admit that you're terrible at running the plan. It's true. And so we true. have to convince them that somewhere in between no zero and doubling your plan right. is a reality. Right. And, and we come in and we solution that. And we do it regularly. Okay. So do you... Do you put time on on your your successes? Like, okay, I'm I'm tracking this, I'm doing this, I'm looking at this. This is going up, and that's great. This is going down, that's fantastic, and we're doing the right thing. Yes. Uh, over a period of time, give us an example of, of when I can begin receiving value within the first four weeks. So, so there's that much inefficiencies in, in uh, and and problems yes. that exist there. Yes. I mean, right off the bat, I would say that that's, that's a plus. Yeah, within the first four weeks. So we, we never, we've not had a manufacturing client with a return on investment less than or over nine months. Really? Yeah. Nine months? Nine months. That's the longest one. Yeah. So 
what's typical? I'll give you an example. Yeah, so please. we've got a we've got a client. It's an agricultural packaging. Yeah. So they bring in raw goods from the field, wash it, clean it, pack it, send it out. Yeah. Right? The initial line they gave us as a pilot, uh, they produced 3.9 million pounds the year before we went into the plant. It took three shifts a day, five days a week, plus 77 weekend shifts to produce that 3.9 million pounds. The 12 months after we left, after we were gone, they did 4.9 million units, ran first shift five days a week, second shift two days a week, no third shift and no weekends. It, 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 can you share like how, what uh, happened there? I mean, come on, that's we evolve, significant. We evolve people. You're not trying to change culture, you're trying to evolve it. So what we do is we evolve people to no longer accept defects at their line. So if procurement is sending you a defect, you send it back. And then we put in processes to make sure it never shows up to the line. And then we solve issues within the line. We work with the team. So when we went into this particular line, our observations, they, they were having some crashes of product. And the machine was, uh, we'll just say, ramming something too hard and uh. smashing something. So we, we talked to all the operators and maintainers, and the, one of the maintainers said, yeah, it's been doing that since we installed this other line. The plant air is fluctuating. Okay, great. Did you put a receiver in? Did, well, I recommended that, but they didn't want to spend the money. Uh -huh. Really? All right, well, let's put the receiver in. Like, put the receiver in. $1,100, the line purred like a kid. $1,100. $1,100. The second line we did there, we took from an OEE of 45% to an OEE of 80 it only reached 80 because we started starving the line because of other problems upstream in the plant. Couldn't get any higher. We spent three grand in materials to solve that line's problem. See, I, I it's was never the equipment. It, it, yeah, and it's interesting because I, I, in the world of agriculture, you're still subject to the the field. That's yes. a physical reality out there. Yes. Some are, you know, producing more products per acre or whatever. So you, you still have that natural reality of nature. Right. You have yield and quality. Right? Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. But, but then these these individuals, what happened if, if they couldn't process the, the four million whatever and the delta is one million. Mm -hmm. Did that product go some other place, or where, where did it just rot, or no. is it? Well, they increased by one point one million. Yeah, right on that particular line, and and had they had enough to sell, or a big enough sales staff, or you know selling ah. to more stores, they could have maxed out capacity at eleven million that year. So we took them from three point nine million, including weekend shifts, to the capability of eleven million with no weekends. <laughs> Now, it, the final question, because I, I can keep on going. From, from that scenario, um, what is that expectation of that line? Can, can it get to 11 million? Or, or, oh, yeah. It can. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's still plenty of room yes. for significant gain. Right. You, what we do is pressure sales. Like what we do for a living is create instead oh, of it being interesting yeah. instead of it being the plant telling sales you know well this is all we can produce oh, so don't isn't sell that anymore. Interesting. We take a plant to a point where sales has to go do harder work. Yeah, like go go work harder because the, 
you know, there's factories making rubber dog crap in that cell, so go sell your product because there's capacity in the plant, right? Oh, isn't that an interesting perspective? I've never thought of it that way. <laughs> but your sales really don't appreciate that, maybe. But well, they're making more money. Come on, right? I mean, your cost—they had an entire company go of reducing cost to produce by three, uh, cost to produce by three cents on that one line. We dropped at twenty-four. Say that again. The entire company goal yeah. of cost to produce reduction was three cents on that one line. We dropped at twenty-four. No way. Yes. Come on. Agreed to by their finance, it was a requirement for our bonus. So oh, if they didn't do it, believe me, we wouldn't have got paid. Stunning. Yeah, that, that's just, just, what's the pushback? There can't be any pushback. Oh, there's lots of pushback. Most of it um, human-related, meaning folks. Well, of course, it's egos, always human-related. Egos get in the way. Always. Leadership changes happen. We, we've had a client where we've, we've handed them 9 million units a year. They had a leadership change, and the first act was we don't need outside services. Jeez. People. That's why everybody's trying to go to robots. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, Scott. It's Thank always. You. How do they get a hold of you there? Uh, you can hit us up at askreliabilityx.com. You can call 877-RLBLTYX or go to our website, www.reliabilityx.com. Yeah, he said it a couple of times before in the past. As you can tell, it just rolled right off his tongue. He's amazing. That is George. You need to reach out to him. All the contact information is going to be out on Industrial Talk as well as all the information with smrp.org. Get engaged. George says that you, if you're in the reliability world, you need to be a part of that one thousand percent that is a definite yes on smm smrp by the way they're right next to me that's right there anyway we're broadcasting from smrp 31 and it is a great event put this on your calendar for next year because it is happening in 2024 they have all the other information out there go out to it smrp.org all right we're going to have another great conversation shortly so stay tuned we will be right back you're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. George never disappoints. Uh, that team at Reliability X, they, they've got something special going on there. And if you have any, I like the fact that he focuses and team Reliability X focuses on people, processes, and system. Because I, I have many conversations around that sustainable component associated with that reliability focus for organizations. It makes complete sense, but it's always just different, difficult to sustain it, it seems like. But if you're focused on people, processes, and systems, I think that that's a recipe for success. Reliability X doing a great job. Look at, you know, all the contact information will be out there. So look, look into Reliability X. All right. Industrial Talk is here for you to amplify your voice, to tell your story. Go out to Industrial Talk and tell your story because we want you to succeed. You get to collaborate with people like George and others. It's, 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 it's time. So be bold, be brave, dare greatly. I say it all the time. Hang out with George. Change the world. We're going to have another great conversation shortly.